0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zubi, and if you are brand new to the show, this show is all about Magic the Gathering as well as a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons. So today we brought on my good buddy John Dunning from the YouTube channel They Said We Said and we talk about magic, the recent magic drama, and so much more. Um, I guess let's just get straight into this interview and I hope you all really enjoy it, alright? Alright. Man, I wish there were others who like retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt. Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh God, my house. Hey everybody, Zuby here, and I am joined by my buddy, John Dunning of They Said We Said Dead Gentleman Talking. Um, fuck, what are your other shows' names? <laughs> um The Hive Mine. Um I know you've got like some I just can't remember the names of them. Marvel, MCU, <laughs> DC Universe, Challenge Extravaganza.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all the shows. I have yes. all the shows. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me, sir. You're welcome. Uh, this, is a, this, this has been a long time coming. I'm glad that we uh, finally synced up our impossible schedules to to talk some magic cards today. Not just magic, but we're going to talk about you as well. Oh, Ooh,
0: I know. Right. It's. I guess start off with, um, because the audience is probably wondering, my ones of listeners are probably wondering, <laughs> who the hell is this guy? So start off with, who are you?
1: So I am a normal schmuck. Um, I just I've been playing Magic. Um, if we, you know, talking about Magic first, but I've been playing Magic probably since I was twelve. Um, I'm so much older than that now, so just do the math. Mm-hmm. Uh, been playing since like Ice Age, um, and you know, I played a lot. I uh, did a lot of drafts and and Modern and Standard. I ran the whole Gambit, and then I'm just like, you know what? I started watching the YouTubes one day, and I'm like, I could do that. Started watching some deck techs. I'm like, okay, maybe I could do that too. Um, so I decided <laughs> to throw this all together. Um, and I've and I've always kind of been in the entertainment business. A um, little bit about myself is, you know, I all my background was in, you know, doing acting. I was doing commercials, uh, voiceovers. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't Wolf know that about you. Funny story, my, my mother, um, God rest her soul, um, and if we don't, then she'll come and find me and kill me. So, <laughs> hi mom, wherever you are. Um, but yeah, she she was this crazy entrepreneur, and she started this like uh, business empire from a karaoke machine. So you know, I always joke that I, I'm you know starting a YouTube channel from 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 basically nothing and no budget. She really did. We were in. In the middle of nowhere, Lancaster, California. It's the armpit of you know of the West Coast. Yeah, and she decided to start an on hold message company. Um, so she recorded herself um, talking with some stolen music in the background, and she sold it to doctors' <laughs> offices.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, that, that that is a legitimate business. I mean, besides the stealing the music part, I mean right. that that there's surprising. I, I'm in healthcare and when dealing with phone systems, you'd be surprised at how much money those on hold messages and music costs. It's, it's insane. You, you, it you, is. you wouldn't think anything of it, but it costs a
1: lot. It it was, it was, it was crazy. And then, you know, next thing we know, we're moving to Vegas, um, back in 1995. And she's the voice of, um, you know, holiday and boardwalk and all the, all the dentist office, all the, all these, all these different businesses and places, and I, I'm the voice of Fabulous Freddie's Car Washes, and she's, she was even the voice of like Cheetah's uh, Gentlemen's Review. If you want wow. some therapy, have your mom be the voice of a strip club, um, <laughs> or walk in on that shit at you know two in the morning, you have her recording that in a negligee. Oh my God, not enough drinks in the world, sir. Wow,
0: that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's pretty interesting though. Yeah, I mean. I th- some, I thought this was a therapy
1: session. What is this? What are we no, doing? No, it's
0: all right. No, we can talk more about it. I mean, because no, when you think about it, yes, someone's got to do that job and just happened to be your mom. Just happened to be
1: <laughs> my mom. So a long, long, horrible, uh, you know, long-winded way that no one asked to hear. That's how I kind of decided, hey, you know, and, and my, my family's like, uh, we don't work for other people very well. Like my sister... Is like a professional makeup artist and stuff like that. So I always wanted to, you know, do something. Um, so that's why I decided to try my hand at content creation um, and just hosting. Because yeah. if you know this, you know if you know me at all, I, I just like talking to people. I could talk to anybody um, about anything. I, I'm not um, very intimidated by by the spotlight or anything like that. So yeah, that's me. No, that's really <laughs> cool, man.
0: That's cool. It's um. Yeah, I just brought you on. I guess I want to I, I guess the biggest thing I want to talk about not just magic cuz yeah, that's part of it is also the YouTube game. And you know, you and I, I mean, I granted I I try, I don't focus much on YouTube. It's and even though I've been trying lately, it's, you know, this whole YouTube demoniza demonization exactly. D- demonization whatever the fuck. Demonization is um, <laughs> yes, d- demonization um has, I mean, I know you were pretty pissed off about it and rightly so when it, when we first got announced and it's, sure. yeah, man, that fucking YouTube game. It's hard, bro. It's, it's really hard. Cause I have b- before doing this podcast and you know, I've tried my hand at dude, I've been making, I've been making videos since I was a kid. I remember when we got our first camcorder and i would go in my backyard make weather report videos like nice. pr- pretend to be like a news station or some shit and, <laughs> and and then and then make all these plays and tv shows with all my my action figures and stuff i'm sure my mom still has them somewhere to fucking That's embarrass awesome. me <laughs> yeah. it's blackmail fuel right yeah. there. and um <laughs> but no I'd always been interested in making videos and I remember when YouTube first came out like back in 2005 and I uploaded I mean you can look at my YouTube channel now and like look through the oldest videos a lot of those videos oh I have sir oh I'm sorry A lot. all those no, videos no, fantastic all those videos were made when I was in high school and all that and it's um you know I wanted to try to make it big and you know everybody has that you know aspiration to you know do something big and grand and <laughs> Dude, it's tough. YouTube is tough. And the one, the one thing they don't tell you is there's so much luck involved with it.
1: Oh, it is. Uh, it totally is. And and I thought I, you know, just like everyone else, I'm like, I solved it. I, I found the key. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use my skills in in being able to talk to anyone or approach anyone. And I'm going to have all these amazing guests. And, and I'm going to, you know, get big that way. I'm just going to get put my face out. You know, on many platforms as possible. And, and yeah. to some extent, you know, for being just some schlub, I, I kind of have achieved that. So, yeah, I, I've kind of, you know, especially with the whole, you know, YouTube uh, demonetization uh, you shit that, that happened and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff, it's just like, okay, am I ever going to get rich or am I ever going to get super famous off this stuff? Probably not. But have I had amazing experiences? Have I talked to amazing people like yourself and and like people that I actually, you know, when I first turned on YouTube, you know, even magic stuff or, or other stuff where I'm just like, wow, these people are incredible. Um, I, I've interviewed some of these people and, and I yeah. talk to some of these people to this day, that kind of stuff. So success-wise, if we're measuring it that way, I've absolutely achieved some some level of success.
0: Yeah, no and you make a really good point because – Lisa, if I didn't do this podcast I wouldn't have talked to a bunch of pro players content creators and and there's been so many people I've met along the way doing the podcast you know yourself included um, and, and a bunch of other people that I talked to online like Total MTG Life Begins at 20 those two Absolutely. guys um, I just I don't even remember how I met them exactly on Twitter online but it's just we sort of hit it off and haven't stopped talking since and you know and same Great with dudes. you. S- same with you. Like I don't. I don't even remember how I met the majority of these people I constantly talk to online. But it's like you, you know, you guys are always freaking there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, and
1: it is weird though, because it's just like you know, when, when, back in the day. I, I think I start. I I okay. So I did the whole thing where I sold my collection in. I want to say 2009. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was some kind of ticket I had to pay <laughs> so oh, it didn't geez. go into warrant status. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, damn. you
0: know you were going to have a felon on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> shit. Um, right? We need to have you. <clears throat> I, I should have done a background check on you before.
1: You exactly. <laughs> you on. Oh, so shit. Wizards is going to get on get me now. my collection quick. <laughs> um, uh, but... But, yeah, then I I came back to it, right? It's just like magic is always that. It's like herpes. It never fully goes away. No, it doesn't. Um, But, you know, I kind of bought back into it. And at that time when I was getting back into the game, that's when, you know, 2011, that's when you had your um, absolute MTGs, your um, rogue deck builders and stuff like that. And like you said, you know, I'd still, you know, say what you will, whatever about Kevin. I talked to I talked to Rogue Deck Builder, a guy that you know kind of got me into YouTube to this day. Like I could I could just turn on Twitter or, or turn on and, and ask you a question or yeah, it, it's it's mind blowing, right? Yeah, no, and I mean, yeah, I don't even know what
0: else to really put with that. You're right, it's um, it is, it's crazy, and um, no, and and that's one of the things that I love about the Magic community in that terms. But there's also parts of where. Oh, yeah. Oh my! God, especially the past few days, it's the 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 magic community can be very fucking trying, and and I mean I mean mainly the online community. If we if we have to make a distinction, because my local community, they're all really great people, and unaware know. of all the bullshit that we're <laughs> <Yes>. in, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean th- they know I do this podcast crap and all this stuff, but uh, it's when they see the. And don't get me wrong, I I love the magic community. Uh, so but the especially what's been going on lately and how we could even go back to starting with the whole thing. Christine Sprinkle. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many times, um, you know, the red letter media episodes where Mike starts talking about star Trek and Jay just looks blankly into the camera and looks like he just wants to kill himself. Yeah. That That's how I feel. A lot of times I go on Twitter and I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> like Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and I get slide whistle. You know, yeah, uh, dude. And it's just, yeah. I mean, I mean, and it's it feels like it just. there's some days where it's good, but God, I mean, I, I guess that was the whole catalyst when that whole Jeremy and Christine Sprinkle thing happened, and and I know there's been shit before, but that was like the big thing, and it's just ever since then, it's just been. I'm just
1: like, I just, I just want to talk about magic, all right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, can we spoil sets? Can we talk about, you know? But, you know, to kind of uh, segue into that, it's just like some, some of the drama has been more delicious than the actual cards. I, I so will admit like- that.
0: I, I will admit that some of the drama has been delicious, like the whole background checks thing. Yeah. Um, and this, I just have to say this about Jeremy, all right? I have talking with the guy. I've talked with him a bunch of times. I almost had him on the show once almost I think it was about 2 years ago. I almost had him on and it was and it wasn't even I, there was a reason why I don't even remember the reason why I wanted him on, but it was to I felt like he was being unjustly judged or unfairly judged for some for something and then the day I was supposed to have him on, he had a huge freak out on Twitter with a, you go to war with a bunch of people. You probably know what I mean. He yeah. just started attacking a whole bunch of the magic. me mean, I'm just like, Oh God. <laughs> Dodge <laughs> that bullet. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, I'm
1: like, ah, we're going to have to postpone <laughs> <laughs> when you're not a dick. We'll, we will we'll talk. <laughs> and- no, but it's just like, it, i i in, i don't know if you were aware of this but i inadvertently uh had jeremy on dgt live the other night which is oh, not really? a magic show did you hear about this no
0: i didn't know i mean I, I've, I honestly i haven't really been even though i've been posting on twitter i haven't been paying attention probably the past two weeks i've been so freaking busy with life Oh, lately sure. so no what t- tell me about this tell me about this juiciness so
1: this this is a little ju- this is this is a little weird um so the other night uh must have been sunday night you know i'm i've when i started the whole youtubes thing the, the the youtubes thing listen to me um <laughs> when i i'm drinking uh, just, no, so, so your right. audience knows and i have a built-in excuse i am uh, drinking a delicious hoptopia from scuttlebutt Amazing! Um, I am drinking a fantastic
0: Sam's Choice purified water. I'm pointing it to the camera like the people are going to see it.
1: (laughs) Check this (laughs) out. Um, But yeah, um, when I when I started the channel, the first uh, other channel to reach out um, to my channel was the Card Bazaar uh, Coach, um, and he was uh, man 200 subs at the time, brand new, brand spanking new. Um, He. Myself, another channel called Tasty Snackies, who was also tiny at the time, yeah, and no, another know, channel called um, Dracovian Empire, who's about seven hundred. I was on the show once. Yeah, yeah, uh, Matt. Matt's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really talk about a guy that that is uploading like ten videos a day and stays out of drama. That that guy. Well, I don't know great. how.
0: I mean, not just staying out the drama. I don't know how he fucking does it, man. He's like I streaming every day, uploading. I'm like, dude. I mean, he, he just doesn't I, care. Like, I, mean, I was I, on
1: one of his shows. His niece was like punching him in the face live. I'm like, fuck yeah, do it, dude.
0: I mean, I, I have to assume he's not working or anything, but even, right? you know, As far as a regular job, but even even if that was me, it's like I don't think I could fucking do that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I. I but he, he's a machine. Yeah. Oh, but yeah.
1: we. Long story short, we were all on the. Um, Magic app called Amino, and yeah. we all were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be a little tr- a little troop, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna do podcasts and whatever." And um, anyways, but you know, since then, we obviously that didn't work out. We, we've I've worked with Coach before. I've had Tasty Snackies on. I've had Yeah, uh, Empire on the Hive Mind before. But the other night on Sunday, Jeremy sent out a tweet saying, uh, "I need sub one." Thousand subscriber channels okay. uh, that I need to know about. So, um, Tasty Snackies and Coach put on mine. They linked my channel to Jeremy because um, you know I don't I don't talk to Jeremy. I've actually even had little back and forth with him uh, in comment sections and, and yeah. whatnot. And next thing I know, I'm doing. We're doing a Walking Dead show on Monday. I have my my friend Tyler and three other people from Rad Entertainment on. We have a full panel out of nowhere it's just like we get we get blasted and and uh tyler's just like dude you just went up like 100 subscribers and there's like 50 people in your chat <laughs> oh shit and That's i'm like, like awesome. what so i guess he was going from channel to channel for all these people um that were mentioned and and he he was just me, uh, mobbing him, and he he actually recorded it live. I went on on there, and he he, he video captured everything. Yeah. And there's me talking on Unsleep Media, the last place I, I thought I would ever be. Yeah. Um So it was, it was just really bizarre. You know, I've lost half of those subs. Oh, it was of just course, a, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh oh, this guy's a you know blah blah blah. You know whatever. But hey, I, I'm I'm thankful and and grateful for whatever I I maintain from it. But yeah, that that was the weird, uh, juicy, you know, John and Unsleeved media well, no, that's, story. That is pretty cool, though. But um, <laughs>
0: no, and I just felt like I had to say this because you know I I recently had the professor on, and and we touched briefly on the background checks, and he sort of agreed that it does need to be done, and and i just got to give this Jer- props to jeremy for at least bringing it up because no one did and i didn't even know that none of that happened and and i do agree that wizards went about it the completely wrong way they did the corporate thing and and i understand there's a whole bunch of other bullshit involved with them and the judges and you know and it's just such a weird dichotomy that they consider them volunteers but you need them to run any kind of sanctioned events, but they <laughs> yeah. treat them like complete assholes.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's
0: and but but anyways. Besides that, so uh, and I remember following the whole thing with Jeremy, and like while he didn't go about it the best way, you know, he was really aggressive about it. It was at least shining a light on a problem that I mean, I didn't know it had, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that there there was a problem with that. And sure. And but then it's like, oh hey, Jeremy's doing good, and then he just starts attacking people again. I'm just like, bro. It's like I get. I, I mean, I, I guess I can almost see it from his point of view, like, yeah, he's banned for life from shit, and right. From magic and all that, so he doesn't really care. But it's like, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's face palming. It's cringy. I, at yeah. this point, I think, you know, he wants to. He has a. He has a following. There is yeah. a unsleep media following for sure and a type and it's just like he i think is catering to that to keep his his you know whether that's the real him or not um he has become this kind of persona and this kind of sigil i guess for lack of a better he's kind of an icon for for this kind of thing whether that be you know if i find it personally annoying or not it, it is what it is Um, And there's a following for that. And that's how he that's his niche in the community. Yeah. You know, and and
0: as much. And like I said, I don't agree with a lot of stuff he does and and the way he goes about it. But I will say this for the guy, though, and I have to appreciate this. Regardless, you hate him like him. And I'm sure the ones of listeners I have right now are be like, oh, you're talking about Jeremy. Blah. You know, (laughs) and I I will have to give this to Jeremy 100 percent if you dm him just for anything he will respond and i have talked to him ever since i wanted to try to get him on the show there have been a few periodic moments where i've just reached out to him just to talk about whatever the hell it was I i don't even remember i'd have to look up the messages but and he will genuinely reply and you know give you know actual responses and not just you know one word things and i'm not saying that other content creators out there don't do that or anything but you know he 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 can be very nice but his personality can be very abrasive and all that and it's just
1: i don't know yeah i used to i mean back in the day when he was headquarters i used to love watching his pre-release um show like he would always do a like a a live like you know preparation for pre-release and then and those those were good and his pack openings were good so when he was doing magic content i was actually you know a pretty i was definitely a subscriber and a fan and all that and then it turned to something else but that happened to so many different channels and you know after this civil war that just happened and you know that started what in november december it's yeah. really a fractured different kind of thing now
0: it is and um And it's it's weird also, too, because it's when you think about it, the Twitter community of magic is so, so, so small compared to what, you know, will pull in in YouTube or Reddit or anything like that. And it's just such a small, very weird echo chamber on whoever side of the quote unquote war you want to follow or believe in. It's it's an amazing echo chamber. Because sure. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I've dived into the drama, and I'm sure you have too. And you're just like wondering, "Holy fuck,
1: <laughs> some of these
0: people!" And it's just there's there's so many times I want to fucking say something, but I'm like, you know what? I, right. I don't I don't have five hours to spend on Twitter today. <laughs> because, yeah. And um, no, it's it. Uh, I, I don't even know where to go with it, man. Because it's just it's crazy. But yeah, there's this whole distinct you know, factions. You know, you got the I I hate to even give it size, but you got unsleeved, well, I guess rogue deck builder is a part of it, Syben lore now, apparently, and Tasty and who, whoever the hell I don't even know who else. And then you got the quote unquote other side of the wars, like Professor
1: Jimmy Wong and you know, whoever the hell else. Jimmy Wong has just become like this figurehead now. Like he like like you said, he is just the opposite of the jeremy now i think even more like it, you could tell that brian you know the professor's just like i'm kind of done with this shit too you don't really see him yeah. engaging as much um yeah, but Jimmy and, Wong is, whew, yeah. no and, and brian the professor
0: he's um and i don't blame him man he he's got a freaking business to run you know sure. and, and that's his youtube channel where he you know he he may you know reply to certain tweets that you know, could be a quote unquote controversial or whatever, but, or, or retweet stuff. But for the most part, I I know he's just very focused and dedicated on his videos and shit. He's just more like, you know, you kids go run along and play. (laughs) (laughs) He's a
1: big drinker too. I I think he and I would get along pretty well. (laughs) He's always tweeting about whatever uh, bourbon or whiskey he's drinking. Like, yeah, man, get some.
0: (laughs) I'm not much of a drinker at all. It's, um, it's very rare for me to drink. I've got um two beers sitting in my fridge that I've had since Christmas, I think. Nice. That that someone gave me. There were um some fuck, I think they're from <laughs> like they're they're imported beers, but I think they're like from Germany or Austria or some shit. I don't fucking know. Well, um, when whenever we meet in person,
1: man, it's on. Yeah, but you're so far away though. Well, I, I will show up to your door. <laughs> no, no, it's not even like uh, I'm, I don't like drink to get drunk. Really. I just enjoy. Yeah. I don't know. It's just always been a part of. You know, it's a part of my day job. I'm I'm an alcohol buyer by day. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoy, especially up here, man. Pacific Northwest has the best. Like everything's from here. Like when I lived in Vegas. Everything's imported, everything you know I was like, oh, I know the national brands and blah blah blah, and I got here I didn't know shit because everything is like grown in our backyard, like as far as um, all the all the good breweries go, all the good wineries, even the distilleries out here are just incredible so it it's hard not to be alone no, that's here. cool
0: that's cool yeah.
1: <laughs> now
0: um yeah, I've just i don't know i mean i i'll, I'll I usually drink like when it's my wife and I's wedding anniversary or some shit. But other than that, I'm like, nah, eh, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like for me, relaxing, at least lately has been just popping up a good book. Nice. Lately. It's, it's um, anything good lately. Well, yeah, I just posted a picture. I'm reading the disaster Artist right now. Uh, oh, nice. Have you ever seen the, the room? Oh, please. <laughs> uh, well, Hey, there's people I haven't saw. I haven't, I didn't see it until last year. Oh, really? Because um, I watched it because when what, the first trailer for The Disaster Artist came out in like the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that's I started watching The Room and then I dived into it. And then I, I saw The Disaster Artist. I loved that movie. Second best movie of last year. Oh, it's fantastic. Made, made Last Jedi look like a piece of shit. So. <laughs> you and
1: Last Jedi. <laughs> oh.
0: And... Uh, and I, I know I was on your show about this, but I, I just have to get it off my chest every time I bring it up. It's and I don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars. All right. And, you know, I, I'll leave in. i leave I love the prequels, too, because, you know, they were the new Star Wars movies coming out. And yeah, granted, they're bad. OK, I admit that they were at least original stories, right? Yeah. they well, were. And
1: plus we were at an age at the time where we're just like, Oh, we get to see star Wars in the movie theater. Oh my yeah, God. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's just when last Jedi came out, it was exactly what red letter media said is subverted your expectations. And it's, <laughs> it's just about family. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I, and I say this every time now where the, give me only the Kylo Ray and Luke parts and I'm good. It, sure. th- th- those parts were really fantastic. Everything else with Rose and Finn and uh, pink-haired lady is garbage. Get it the fuck out, please. Yeah. They they ruined Finn. I because I loved the hell out of Finn in the first movie. Like he was one of my favorite characters, and Agreed. they just and he had like no character growth. He was the exact same character in Episode Eight. Uh, Rose, I I didn't mind her. Like, I, like, she was okay to me until that last fucking moment at the end where she went <laughs> and safe Finn, and I'm just like, you fucking ruined it. I hate you. I hate you. You, you were fine. You were okay. I could even stomach the whole, you know. Canto bite yeah i could even stomach the whole thing where it's like that this is why we do it we free the animals or whatever Ugh. some shit i'm like i could even stomach that i i could i could get over that but when she went to save finn i'm like and she's like we can't fight what we hate but we got to protect what we or whatever the hell because of love because <laughs> of love just i wanted i wanted to kill myself i'm like no <laughs> and then and then one of the worst lines in the movie is what poe says it's like we're the light of the flame of the hope that burns in the ever incandescent <laughs> galaxy and i'm like right. i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> we're
1: the new hope when the empire strikes back and yeah. then there's a return of the jedi and a phantom menace will come and you know <laughs> like, Dude, what? I, I can yeah. only
0: handle so much talk about hope and light and darkness i mean if, if I really yeah. wanted a movie about hope, light, and darkness, I'll watch Lord of the Rings. You know? yeah. yeah. It's with, with Star Wars, I just want pew-pews and lightsabers. <laughs> I, I don't need this. You're you're not deep. All right? You're not a deep story. Okay? We got Puppet Yoda, though. Yeah, which was... I, I was actually one of those... Like, how Jay says, like, I clapped when I saw it. I was actually happy. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, my God, it's Yoda. It's, it's fucking awesome. I would have preferred Obi-Wan, but I'll take Yoda, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But um, oh. anyways, getting off of Star Wars. I mean, we could talk all about fucking Star Wars or Star Trek.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That still needs to happen. Yeah. For sure. And you just um, need to watch Star Trek. I, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Net- well, you know, we have an ongoing theme on this show tonight is uh, Red Letter Media. I watched that um, review of Star Trek Discovery, and, yeah. it, and it intrigued me. Now I kind of want to
0: see it. Dude, it's – I mean, Star Trek Discovery is not bad. It it, it was enjoyable, um, but if you want the true Star Trek experience, do not start with that, honestly.
1: Well, I, I mean, honestly, I started with the Abram films, so I think I'm already Which, screwed, right?
0: I mean, the first Abram film, just Star Trek, it was um, it was OK um, into darkness should have never existed. And I hate J.J. Abrams forever <laughs> making that movie because it was a complete pile of shit. Sure. Um, but Star Trek Beyond was a, w- that that was a that that was a Star Trek movie that that was the closest to Star Trek it could have possibly been. I, I really
1: liked the first movie um this, but i completely agree with you on the on the uh second one it was it was it was bad it was really bad yeah i i wish it never existed
0: because i can't believe they why did they bring back Khan? it's no no <laughs> well, bad jj well, abrams J. and and they made him fucking white that was the <laughs> worst part he's supposed didn't. to be indian they whitewashed him well I, I, I will say Ricardo Monteblanc he's not Indian whatsoever but <laughs> but in, in the lore of Star Trek he's Indian why did they fucking make him white it's, it's almost as bad as Death Note when they whitewashed Death Note oh I haven't seen it I've heard things though I'm oh, just did, like, you, you don't want to see because I'm also a fan of anime too like I'm not as deep into anime as I was when I was a kid and all that but you know I'll, I'll still if there's something that's really 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 good out there and it's just one of those oh my god you know you must watch. So Death Note is one of those that's real a really good anime. And then when they released that Netflix movie and they completely whitewashed it all and they completely <laughs> just destroyed the story and made the main character a little whiny bitch. I <laughs> I watched it anyway because I'm like I and yeah, it was bad.
1: So Rich going back to the Star Trek Discovery real quick, Rich Evans actually said the key words that made me interested in even watching it in the first place. Yeah. And that is, he said, it's space adventure show in the same vein as Farscape. And, oh, my God, I am a Farscape freaking You know, I've fan never seen boy. that yet. You haven't seen Farscape? Oh, it's no. so good. So then it- I'll watch Farscape.
0: You watch all of Star Trek.
1: <laughs> <That's not fair. laughs> I like it six is
0: you got six seasons. <laughs> and you've got, like, a thousand episodes
1: you got like 40 <laughs> 60 years
0: yeah oh you my got, god i mean y- you can you can honestly skip uh the majority of the original series there are a few episodes i'd recommend watching because they're just really good mm-hmm. um but i mean if you can get over campy 60s ness then you know y- you'd be fine uh the animated series uh, uh, you can skip that. I didn't even um, know there was one. Yeah, it, it had all the original um, uh, actors from Star Trek in it.
1: Oh man! And it's, um, like, that, it's like the Star Wars Christmas special.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, the Christmas special was worse than the animated series. <laughs> yeah, but um, and then next gen, you have to watch all of that. Uh, same with Voyager and Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, you could probably watch all of it except the very last episode. You're not missing much. The last episode of Enterprise was terrible.
1: Yeah. And and what would they say? The the worst part of uh, Discovery was the main character, uh, Michael something? Michael Burnham. She.
0: And. And I can see where they're coming from. I mean, it's not that she's a bad character, it's just that she's an uninteresting character. Hmm. And it's. She's one of those where. And and I think they talk about it in that review too. That everyone else around her is more interesting, but she herself is kind of boring. Yeah, and
1: well, she wasn't great on Walking Dead either. So when I saw, you know, really, um, you didn't
0: you didn't like her in Walking Dead?
1: What's that? You didn't like her in Walking Dead? No, not so much, Sasha. Um, I didn't
0: mind her too much. I mean,
1: well, she she was she didn't have the the weight of the show on her shoulders either. She was she was yeah. a. You know, B-list
0: at best character. That is so true. So she didn't have yeah. so much
1: to do.
0: It is true. So talking about Walking Dead here, um, just real quick. I know this is Magic with Zuby talking about Walking with Dead. But um, <laughs> it's my show. I want to talk about what I want. And That's right. um, So... And we're on, what, Season 8 now? Unfortunately. Dude, okay. I could only stomach the first two episodes of Season 8. And then when... <laughs> I I almost quit watching after the first episode of season 8 when once again Negan got away and I'm like right. are uh, oh I was so angry cuz he should have died last season well okay so you're not familiar with the comics at all no i have never read them so okay. i don't i okay. know nothing about them so, so I,
1: can i spoil or can i say yeah, anything
0: yeah. Spoil, spoil i don't give a shit i i, don't, I think i'm done with the show because after right. seeing those first two episodes i'm like i i can't do this anymore i followed these characters for eight for i guess seven seasons right and it feels like nothing is gonna happen
1: well, okay, so in in the comic book, um, you know, spoiler alert for everyone that reads or watches Walking Dead. I'll make sure to edit that part out. Right. Um, <laughs> in All Out War, uh, Negan actually lives, and Negan is still alive in the comic book, which is, which is a compelling story, which I like. But, however, I don't think that they're going to do that in the show. I think they're going to kill him because, A, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has just become too good for the show, um, and plus... He's not as well-received as he is in the comic. In the comic, he's dropping an F-bomb every other every other word. It's completely uncensored. He's this whole yeah. other thing. They modeled him after, actually, Henry Rollins um, in, in likeness okay. and everything, and Jeffrey D. Morgan just is a little small and a little, I don't know, just, just, I don't know, just not a, he's too menacing where he needs to be a little bit lighter. Uh, Negan is a ton of fun in the comic. He is completely over the top. He's like a parody of, of a tough guy. Yeah. Um, and they've taken all that joyfulness and, and jovialness out of, of Negan on the show. Um, if you are gonna quit the show, I completely I completely understand why. Just watch uh, episode three. You will see the dumbest action scene. It is it is straight out of like old school like Indiana Jones or like a Sam Raimi movie where they actually do like zoom cuts. It I never oh, laughed so hard as I did in the um, in in the Walking Dead uh, episode three season eight. It is it is fucking hilarious. You you have to watch that and then you could be done because you're right. It sucks.
0: Uh, I mean. Okay, well, I'm glad I, I'm not going crazy because, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I love Jeffrey D. Morgan as an actor. He he is awesome as Negan, but I feel like, and like I said, I know nothing about the comics, but I just felt like he was starting to outlive his use, usefulness in the mm-hmm. show. It was a really, it was, it felt like almost like Scooby-Doo, you know, it's like, I'll get you next time you meddling, you know, Rick, sure. <laughs> you <laughs> know, or, Or a Power Rangers episode where, you know, they send send a bad guy and Rita, a.k.a. Negan, is like,
1: oh, we'll try something again next week. (laughs) Make my monster grow! Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. And and this is, you know, hey, come watch my channel. I have a Walking Dead show every Monday. You do. You know, this is me talking crap um, about the the show that I do. But, I mean, there's a certain time when a show needs to f- needs to kind of okay so the the show is not the comic a comic book could go on forever and a comic oh, yeah. book can have different iterations and different illustrators and and authors and all this stuff a show there's only you know actors come and go get older don't want to do it anymore for whatever reason yeah you need to know when to wrap it up the the perfect example of that is breaking bad breaking bad to me was the perfect show you know um Ironically, it was on AMC as well, but it was, I think, six seasons, and then it was done. Five seasons. Five seasons, and it was perfect. It knew it. Uh, Game of Thrones, that's why Game of Thrones uh, is one of the best shows and will be one of the best shows on TV. The Wire, all these shows knew when to to hang it up, and even though the source material, like in The Walking Dead with the comic book, keeps keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, it doesn't mean that the show needs to... It needs to be a little bit more self-aware or if you're not if if you insist on going then follow the comic book a little bit more. The comic book storyline is riveting. They've completely gone away. They've killed off characters. They've they've done this, that or the other where it's but only for the bad. It's like they're trying to screw it up and shoot themselves in the foot yeah. but they just won't let the dog die.
0: Uh, maybe, maybe I'll check out the comic one day. It's so Instead, Just start from the beginning of that and read that because yeah i'm done with the show man yeah i I say that it needs to end but i'm a huge fan of supernatural which is on its 13th season oh boy and i fucking love that show though (laughs) it's i don't know something with dean and sam they're just fucking kick-ass yeah there were weak seasons and i mean but it's it's getting better it's getting better and it's like the simpsons yeah Oh dude, better than The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that is a type of show that it could have easily ended at season five, but they didn't, and they kept going, and I'm glad they did.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um I don't know, yeah, do you watch that show? I I watched the first three seasons, and then it was like, yeah, this is this is fine, this is cool, but then other stuff kept popping up new movies new shows and that were just a little bit you know caught my attention a little bit more well i would
0: say to start watching that but you need to watch star trek first
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i'm gonna be doing until i die
0: (laughs) i don't know you could get it done and like if you watch an episode a day probably
1: a year and a half or so or wow i don't know that's that's another that was like the last rabbit hole that i haven't jumped down yet and i'm like dude it's so that and die hard i've never seen a die hard
0: you've never seen a die. I've only seen the first three diehards. I've never seen the two new ones because to me, they don't exist because I I tried watching the first 10 minutes of the fourth one. And I'm like, and this is terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like one of the things that I'm like, uh, um, you know, I'm, I guess movie buff. Um, I've seen, I've seen a lot of weird obscure stuff and, and every, everything popular, but just for some weird reason, never got around to a diehard or a James Bond.
0: It, see, I've never seen all the James Bonds. I've seen a lot of them, but I mean, yeah, I I can see why they're popular and all that. I'm just, I've never been into it. Now, the James Bond books, though, I've read almost all hmm. of them. I love the books, but the movies, I've just, eh, because they cut out so much crap from the books and, you know, and just, I, I feel like the books are more interesting. They're more streamlined, more, um, action-packed and well not saying that the movies aren't it's just you know especially like the older ones with sean connery and those they're cheesy now and it's you know i don't know yeah we're probably a lot of fun right oh they're they're a lot of fun but like i haven't seen them all and um but yeah die hard man at least watch the first and third one you can skip the second one second one is was pretty much like a rehash of the first one just in a different
1: location and um, they're yeah, they're not bad. I think I, I figured out that I didn't. I, I never watched a Die Hard movie when I was rewatching Reanimator because we we reviewed Reanimator as like a, a throwback um, yeah. review, and one of the characters in Reanimator's name is Hans Gruber, and everyone's like, "Oh, uh-huh. like like Die Hard," <laughs> and I'm yeah. like. What? It's <laughs> like, what do you mean, what? What are you talking about? You've seen Reanimator, but you've never seen a Die Hard? I don't what well, are you, Canadian? <laughs> no, I mean,
0: like, there's certain. I mean, even though I don't put these movies on the same level as Die Hard in terms of classics or good, but like the Hangover movies, you know, I've only seen the first one, but then I didn't even like it and then my buddies are always like oh Hangover 2 and 3 are so good and funny i'm like eh maybe 2 is yeah. terrible i never saw yeah. i never saw the third one 2 was yeah. bad and i didn't even like the first one that much i mean it, it it had funny parts but i'm like you know
1: okay it's funny i guess you know it was I, that, I it was that thing with me because i think i lived in vegas for 22 years um where i could just oh, i'm like yeah, oh, that's true there's a Double T where I'm like oh I, I know where that is I know where that is plus they're yeah. saying it's Caesars where I used to work and that's true um, but besides that yeah I mean the, the if I watched it now I'd probably be pretty annoyed yeah
0: so um I guess let's get back to some magic then um yeah. what's your favorite magic card
1: quick oh man <laughs> pick one favorite magic card okay Island, go <laughs> <laughs> um well, okay, so my Twitter handle is Orza, i done um, and that's kind of for a reason, I, I do love the black and white spells quite a bit um, and I think the one, like one of the one cards that really got me into, actually the card that got me into Commander um, which turned out to be my favorite format was Obzadat Ghost Council yeah. um, I, I just, I, I loved that card and you know, I, I'm do not claim to be Any kind of a professional anything, as far as you know, playing. Oh, you are,
0: you are. Don't don't
1: kid yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But that the ghost ad, I mean that that I I just hold a a, you know a warm spot in my heart for that. But you know, I also, I mean, I could think back to my first magic tournament. Um, Like I said, I was twelve years old. Um, This was great. I was playing a mono black. Um, with nether shadows, fallen angels, and um, it was buried alive. Um, Yogmell Swill. Um, yeah, I'm an old, I'm an old fuck. Um, dark rituals, stuff like that. Drain Lifes, um, But basically, is you would just kind of stay alive, and then you would um, kind of combo out because back in the day, black had the best mana ramp, um, even better than green. It had dark ritual and bubbling muck. Bubbling muck was a one black um, sorcery that every time that you tapped uh, a swamp, you would put two black mana into your mana pool. So, you would just, you know, the nut draw would be like ritual, ritual, you know, bubbling muck or whatever, and then you would you would get out a fallen angel, which, you know, for all you old guys, you remember her. Um, for all you millennials, not so much. She's a 3-3 three, three flyer wow. for five. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you sacrifice... A creature, she gets plus two, plus one until end of turn, or plus two, plus two. I, I don't remember. Oh, so you played um, around
0: Urzas then?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I opened. Um, I was at pre-release for Tempest. Um, oh damn! Yeah, because I is... started
0: at Urza Saga. That's when I f- first started.
1: I love that set so much, but yeah, I I, I spiked my um my uh, first tournament. I, I beat an Erna Genim deck. Was the one where it's like put an Ernham Gin out, which was just like a, a three and one green for a three four or a three five green creature, and every upkeep you gotta you got a damage. Um, that was the best creatures back in the day. Like I shit you not. And then dude, you know, I know draw, it's crazy. Oh, it's, it's just it's it's crazy. Uh, creatures are, are just, now it's like pay one mana and, and get a seven seven. You win. Yeah, I know, right, dude. It's you know when, when I look back at
0: because and. I just finished my banding and phasing EDH deck. I sleeved it oh up tonight. God. Oh, yeah. dirty dog. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to play this against new people <laughs> who never had to deal with banding or anything. What's well, um, a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm looking at these creatures, and by today's standards, these are all fucking terrible because not one single card has a new border. It's all, um, you know, 8th edition down or wait what was the set right before 8th edition scourge or legions or something just whatever yeah. it was it right right before that but i mean majority of the cards are from when banding and phasing were around and all that Th- there are a few urza's cards and stuff like that but i mean i think urza saga would be the highest set that probably has it in but just uh, looking at these creatures like shit i don't know i've got the deck right in front of me um, yeah Iron Tusk Elephant, a 3-3 with Trample for 5. That's white. Like, that's fucking terrible. Oh, here we go. Um, (laughs) I'm probably completely butchering this name. Icatian Skirmishers? Um, From Fallen Empire. Icatan. Icatian? Icatian. Sure. Because it's not Tan, because it's T-I-A-N occasion i don't know so it's a it's a cost four three and a white one one band banding and first strike (laughs) for four bro that is can you explain to your viewers what banding is so banding the 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 simplest way to put it is so if you have three creatures with banding and when you go to attack you can decide hey they're all going to be attacking or they're all going to be swinging in a band you know, they're all going to swing as basically one creature in a sense so that when your opponents go to block, they say, OK, we're going to go to blocks. And if they decide to block and they try to choose who they're going to block, you're like, "Uh, uh-uh, hold on there. Wait, wait a second. I choose the blocks, motherfucker. And <laughs> and so but the, the downside to banning is once a band is blocked, no damage gets through at all. E- even if you have, you know, all the creatures block that one one that's the downside trample yeah yeah yeah, trample is the biggest nightmare ever yeah yeah you want to give them all trample and i do have cards to give them trample but i mean i i I was looking when i was looking at making this deck first time because my commander is aisha tanaka um from legends (laughs) and she is she's an um um fuck why am i for azorius commander and But she's got a pretty cool effect. You tap her to counter-target artifact effect requiring an activation cost unless that artifact's controller pays w- one white mana. So,
1: <laughs> so random.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, but um, So I was looking when I was, when I was first making the deck, I wanted to make it good at first because you know i mean how do you make banding good and one of the cards i really actually two of the cards i really wanted to put in was audric the new the new audric yeah that um you know like hey if one of your creatures has banding all your creatures have banding if one of your creatures have flying they all have flying and all that shit so i'm like yeah that could be a good card but i decided to go all old borders and shit so <laughs> just uh to- just just as a throwback and dude I, I even did that for the land base to just do all old border stuff I don't have any old school fetch lands but I do have the really shitty fetches that come intact <laughs> yeah but um have you played this thing this monstrosity yet nope I'm hoping to bring it to FNM tomorrow and play it and and especially fucking <laughs> when they're like wait banding <laughs> what oh dude and there's another yeah. card in here I, I gotta I gotta tell you where is it which the people will love this when they see it when <laughs> if I get to play it hold on where is it this makes for some
1: interesting audio here as it I go does. through my through my deck here in the meantime folks I'm doing an interpretive dance oh you can't see it <laughs> oh my
0: god oh here we go Um, to Teferi's Realm I don't know if you remember what this card does. Oh, that's a that's a
1: kind of newer one, right, from the
0: commander deck? Nope. It is no because it Mary's no, no new. It's from Visions, and it re, it's a one double blue enchant world
1: <laughs> card. Oh so God. it's an
0: enchantment. So at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player chooses artifacts, creatures, lands, or global enchantments. All cards of that type phase out. Oh wow! <laughs> so Deep it could, <laughs> so it could kind of screw me if a if a person has a lot of enter the battlefield effects, you know, with their creatures. So I'm like, okay, sure. that could kind of screw me. But um, there's another card I put in here that will be funny to play. Um, hold on, I can just I remember the name of it, dampening engine. Or oh yes, I, I do know that one. Or is it dampening or? Da- no, Damping, damping engine. engine. Yeah, Damping yeah. Engine. So that is... It's a four-cost artifact. A player who controls more permanents than any other cannot play lands, artifact, creatures, or enchantment spells. That player may sacrifice a permanent to ignore, ignore this effect until end of turn. Which mm-hmm. that'll be fun to play, too.
1: Hell yeah. Your next project
0: is Rampage. See, and that's what I was <laughs> saying. Like, Should I do other old effects like Rampage or Flanking or... Even I, I know horsemanship is an actual pretty real deck that I've been up against, and it's fucking annoying as shit. Oh you, yeah. But um, no. What's been going on is my oldest and I have been playing a lot of EDH, and she's loving my crucifix deck. So I kind of don't want to rebuild this deck, but I almost want to do it for her so she can see the power of this creature type and that slivers, because. I she she knows she she's like completely new to magic. She knows nothing, but I want her to experience the powers of slivers. And I love me some slivers. I I I love playing them, but I fucking hate playing against them. It's, <laughs> whenever I see the sliver player come on more, like you're dying first.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You're the biggest target on the table. Let, yeah. let me pose this question to you, sir. Uh slivers All right. or allies? Like what's worse or No, what, what do you like better?
0: Oh slivers, yeah, dude. Um, even though the audience isn't really gonna be able to see this, but this binder you see right here has every single sliver card ever printed. And You're a monster. It, it is. I have every single one. I've collected them all, and you know, even even this is my bay right here. She's probably honestly my favorite card of my collection. I don't know if you can see it, the sliver queen. <gasps>
1: Your your uh, your video has been frozen for like the last twenty minutes, (laughs) so I can't see anything. (laughs) Oh no! Well, shit. I wonder why. I do love me some Sliver Queen though. When I ran a Sliver deck, the original uh, for EDH, I did uh, uh, a Sliver Legion.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's good. I no no prefer... I'm
1: sorry. Not not. Legion. He, legion was in the deck. I, I ran um Overlord. As, yeah, o- o- Overlord's
0: way better for tutoring, and you get oh, the yeah. you get the one changeling that can make the creature any type. And, yeah. And then you can also have the um. You know the Hive Stone, which makes all your creatures you control slivers. So that way, yep. when you control that creature, it's a permanent sliver so oh yeah anyway. so great I, lo- I love so
1: and, and sp- that, that was when I loved <laughs> the story you know I, I just had you know name dropping I just had uh, Simon on on my uh, comeback episode of the hive mind and we were talking story a little bit but just I missed the story uh, like the weatherlight saga uh, with, with the, the introductions of the slivers and everything they fucked him up later um, you know an M14 but yeah. I, I, I'm trying to you know forget that but you know, I guess is, uh talk about what's coming up is is Dominaria and are we going to see slivers? Are we going to see you know these nostalgic I, things?
0: I don't think we're going to see slivers. Um, I don't, I, I don't think we're going to see slivers for a while. If if they are, they're going to be in a core set and they're going to be so nerfed, or it's going to be the same. Oh, hey, this all slivers get plus one, plus one. All slivers uh, get death touch. You know the boring ones. I'll still collect them anyway because I'll have them because I need it you know because i collect all the slivers but yeah it's
1: Mechan- mechanically fine fix them like you know do what you did but why did you have to turn them into the predator yeah yeah that is true because i remember
0: that was a big thing when m14 came out where they changed the look of them and yeah yeah i, I hated wasn't it. a fan yeah I wasn't a fan man no but i mean as far as the story's concerned um and this is something I've talked about on the podcast before, and it's the story's been. I I, I did enjoy the Ixalan storyline. W- whatever they did differently, at least the quality of writing was a lot better. Um, but previous with like Kaladesh, Innistrad, or Shadows over Innistrad, I should say, and even Cat and hell, even Battle for Zendikar, the quality of writing was all over the board. It was fucking <laughs> terrible it was it was bad i mean and and yeah. what it, it what would drive me crazy was there'd be there'd be one really good chapter like it okay this is competently written and then you go next week and it's written by a completely different author and it's like they're writing like a teen schoolgirl <laughs> in their live journal or some shit and you're like what the yeah. fuck is this Th- this is bad and granted, I, I will say that the Magic writing team is up against a really hard wall because they're pushing out all these sets, right? Th- these sets are coming out every three months, once a quarter. There's no real way for them to push out a decent story in that short of time. So, So what I have to assume is, and this is just me assuming because I don't know what it's like when developing these sets, at least when they start working on it in terms of what they even know, what they're going to do story-wise, how far ahead do they know what they're going to do for the story? Is it six months? Is it a year? You know, when you're looking at any kind of competent writing, a year's not enough. I mean, if you, and especially for, especially for what they do, the short amount that they actually write, it's really not that much.
1: It's not really a story, you know, (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent, and they even stated, uh, you know, I used to wa- I used to listen to uh, Drive to Work, which was, uh, which is Mark Rosewater's uh, podcast. You know, when you yeah. would drive to work, you know, take him like thirty minutes or whatever every day, and, and he'd kind of say things and um, you know tell stories about sets and, and storylines and, and whatnot. And he, yeah, I think he even said that once. Um, they figure out if it's a top down or a, or a mechanically driven set or whatever. That's when creative kind of tells you know the story people, which are part of creative, but like the world building creative side, when to start writing. And, and so they already, I think that formula is broken. Um, they need to, I think, plot it out a lot lot further, probably yeah. as, as far as they they do sets or or whatnot. And and it does, and, and I think that's just. The general feeling lately, like you said, with with all the sets that have been released um, with the story mechanically, we have not seen this many bannings since, I mean, um, the original Mirrodin block. Um, It's unforgivable. It just feels so fast food and so rushed. Um, and as far as storyline goes, I, I will agree with you, except that I thought Amonkhet was actually a, a pretty riveting story. I, I liked it. I, I like how dark they got. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I don't, the, I don't the know actual, why. I, I'd like a
0: big uh, the, the The substance of the story was fine. It was the quality <laughs> the execution. of the writing. Yeah. The, the, quali- sure. the, the quality is all over the board when you look at it, and it's it's frustrating as someone who I, I read a lot okay I, I'm by no means a writer I've, I've tried to dabble in it. it it's it's a lot harder than you think mm-hmm. um, but you know you know I, I I do notice good writing when I see it because I've read so much you know twilight is a good example i tried reading twilight (laughs) at one point dude they are so poorly fucking written at at least that first book and and i'll even say the first harry potter book as popular as it was that's a poorly written book but it's popular and and jk rowling does get way better as she goes but i mean that's neither here or there but when you're when you're looking at the quality of these stories and you you almost understand why the quality is so bad because they have so little time too to, to yes. even get these out, and it, it's a miracle that they do. I will say that Allison Lurs, one of the magic writers, she's the best one that they have as far as as the regular staff goes. Everyone else like pales in comparison to her.
1: Yeah, and, and it's and it's inconsistent these two because it doesn't have a clear voice. Where, where it did, I think the last time last said it had a clear voice was during Theros block, and I think that was the last novel or Novelia that came out, and that was written by, oh, God, I forgot her name. Um, But Return of Ravnica was all, yeah, Return of Ravnica was the guy, God, I'm drawing a blank on these names. But I thought Return of Ravnica up until um, we got to Dragon's Mage uh, was actually fun, Um, just because the subject matter is fun, you know, like guilds and segregation, and and there's a practice and all that stuff it has all these cool baked in themes and um and then yeah i mean even even um Return to Zendikar they had or Battle for Zendikar they had i like the Eldrazi i'm like an Eldrazi ap- apologist cuz i like the lovecraftian the- themes yeah. um but then they just completely shit the bed at the end of that storyline and especially with Eldritch Moon you not only ruined the most r- rich and with flavor, um, you know, plane that you have in Innistrad, um, but you, you made the biggest bad that you have, and, and, you know, I'm sorry, but fuck Nicobolus, um, it's, it's all about freaking Emrakul, and Emrakul elected, like, th- that story wrapped up with Emrakul electing to go on a moon, what? Like, <laughs> you got to go to the moon like, and you—they wh- ruined both. Like the, you ruined yeah. the, the Eldrazi and, and your horror, like all your horror tropes.
0: I was so excited tropes. to go back to. Oh
1: my god! It was I bad. Mean, it, it was so it,
0: bad. It was a fun set to draft. It, it was. I I did enjoy drafting the set, but I as far as like story wise goes, it, and I guess flavor wise too, it was just it felt so like i I guess the the i guess easiest way to put it is all right so innistrad was like the rusty monkey bars we used to play with as (laughs) as kids and, and we didn't care about danger you know, because, hey, look, hey, kids, here's your Snapcaster Mages. Here's your Liliana the Veils and shit yeah. like that. And then Shadows Over in a Shroud was the Fisher Price. I mean, y- you go to those playgrounds nowadays where it's the <laughs> fake mulch. They don't have any sand and it's all the, the rubber grounds. And it's like, it's like, here's the rubber monkey bars. It's all safe. It's really safe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the best analogy I've ever heard, but it's so apt oh my god yeah it totally uh they, they didn't that, that, that's what a I, lot of I mean, magic but, feels but we had like. a banned card in in return to or into uh, shadows of innistrad well yeah that was eldritch moon with emmercool yeah yeah same block but it's just like we didn't have anything banned in innistrad it, like people played their their thrag tucks and uh, their thrag tusks and their um snap and um shit well, i'm blanking on the um the one one for one that flips into a three two flyer. Oh, um, Delver. Delver, yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, yet yeah, You made stuff. me forget for a second. I'm
0: like, wait, there's a one one that flips into, and I play that fucking deck all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the best card ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, um Gysis ain't trapped was in that deck. Um, yeah, Invisible Stalker. I mean. All these things were format warping, you know, multiple format warping cards. And um, no, but they they banned the Raptor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they friggin want to and Yeah. Granted, they did ban Emrakul from that set. And but that's because, you know, the whole standard philosophy at that time was, hey, we're not going to print any answers. You know, we we don't want you to be able to interact. We don't like interaction. We want to try to turn this into Hearthstone and well it has gotten better standards gotten better it's just still oh god all these fucking bannings man it's it's so hard to want to put any kind of money into standard right now absolutely and and even modern too yeah they just unbanned jace and bloodbraid elf and all that but you know how many people are going to be fucked when they ban chase again after master 25 comes up Ooh, excuse me
1: yeah, oh man, yeah. there's going to be riots in the streets. Dude, and it's going to be like gonna... really toned-down riots because it's going to be a bunch of nerds. But... <laughs> yeah, you, you know they're going to ban them, so... Oh, ab- I mean, absolutely. Are you kidding the... me? Jace the Mind Sculptor was never legal in Modern, so this is his debut. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious to see
0: how it goes. And it really sucks in a way because I just built Bant Collected Company for Modern. Oh, like good for like you. a week before they unbanned them, so I'm just like, so I had my sideboard all tuned out for a certain kind of meta game, and now I'm just like, and now I'm gonna have to tune it for like control everywhere and Jun great Elf, and I'm just like, oh great, you're gonna make me spend more money, which yeah. nope, I'm
1: not doing it. I'll just be like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> you you said that the that the standard format's gotten better. I. I will still argue, you know, to the death that my favorite standard format of all time was M thirteen Innistrad Return of Ravnica. Um, it just had something for absolutely everyone. It had if you oh, liked it did. aggro, you were you were uh, uh, Boros Nioblitz. Reckoner. Yeah. Oh, you, you had Jessica froze up control. there for a you second. Had, hello.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, you froze up for a second. No, but Boros Reckoner was my aggro deck of choice back then.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Boris Reckoner. You had combo. You had that um, epic experiment deck, which was which was yeah. you know not a real deck, but it was fun. You had Maze's End. You had every you you oh, wanted to be agree. anything. You you could be anything. Uh, Reanimator. You know with, with Thragtusk and, and uh, Restoration Angel and um, the other crazy ass angel. But but literally that format had everything. And and it I did. just. I, we just can't
0: get back there for some reason. I mean, the only other standard that I could see even competes with that recently is Thero's Cons was really fucking good too.
1: I played a shit ton of that format, and and I will agree. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think it was as good. But but yeah, it it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: and um, like I said, while standard, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's so frustrating where it's like. It's like standard's not in a bad place right now. It's, it's decent. I mean, and I'm really curious to see what Dominaria is going to bring to the table. Cause hopefully it brings something to the table. Cause rivals kind of didn't really do much for anything. I mean, Ixalan nope. didn't really do much of anything except bring us some good instance and land cards. That was about it. And enchantments for search for a and all that. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, Pirates to the Jurassic yeah. park though, you know, yeah, and I, I got to say, the theme of Ixalan had me pretty excited, like pirates and dinosaurs. Oh my, that's awesome! But the execution was so bad. A hundred percent agree. 100% I mean, I agree. I cannot tell you how boring as a tribe, pirates are. They're <laughs> it's it's boring, you know. I mean, it 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 feels so uninspiring. And I got to say this for wizards is lately their tribal cards. Have all really felt the same? Just changed the name of the tribe. I I, I don't know. Yep. I, I don't know if you know yep. what I mean. It's
1: and color it, shifting.
0: Yeah, it's and it's. I look at these sets that are coming out, and yet yeah, there are good cards here and there. But it all just feels the same. And, and maybe because I'm getting too deep and invested in this shit. But it. I'm just. Yeah, like there's always gonna be some rampant growth type card there's always going to be some giant growth type card there's always going to be some path to, path to exile type card you know yeah i mean i could go but on never as good list. as
1: giant growth through path to exile or yeah <laughs> rampant growth right
0: no and it's just i don't know i'm getting old and i'm getting you know cranky in my old <laughs> um, I'm with you man <laughs> yeah it's bad yeah
1: um but you know, I like you know, like we both stated already. I've I'm, I'm never or I haven't been this excited for an upcoming Magic set, especially one that I haven't seen any spoilers for. Like I am super amped up and excited for Dominera um, because it's, you know it's going home, and I and I hope it's it's going back to being twelve. You know, it, it, it's yeah. all all the feels, and I hope it has the heartstrings, and I hope. I hope fucking Deferi has phasing. You know, I just
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: give me all the things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like I said. I'm I'm kind of right there with you, but I'm also being kind of cautious about it. I'm I'm hoping in my heart of hearts that it's good, but deep down I'm also thinking to myself, it's probably not gonna be. I mean, there, there's <laughs> gonna be good cards, and it, it it probably will be a fun set, but. I think a lot of people have high expectations and we're going to be disappointed. But, you know, I hope I'm completely wrong. I hope like, hey, we're going to reprint Lanowar Elves. Hey, we're going to reprint Lightning Bolt. You know, hey, we're going to reprint, you know, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) No. Why not? Hey, we're going to reprint Sliver Queen. Hey, we're going to reprint (laughs) Phyrexia. We're going to have Phyrexia come back. No, <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be all like, nope, nope. You ain't getting none of that shit. None of that shit. Yeah. At this point, it's just like, do, do I, I don't care about winning pro tours or even competing. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just give me a good aesthetic at this point, And I think I'll be happy. Let me, let me ask you this talking about pro tour.
0: Do you think you can make the pro tour? Like if you had the time and money wasn't an issue and all that, do you think you can make it?
1: Uh, it's probably my hubris and the two um, scuttlebutts I just drank. But yeah, I, I, I actually not to toot my own horn, but I, most of the tournaments I, I entered, I, I aced. Um, I, I'm a I'm a I'm not a great I'm not like the greatest Magic player, but I am a pretty mistake-free Magic player. I will take the time and sort it out and think it out. Um, If I had the time to even do anything, or like you said, the the funds, I think I could have made some kind of career out of it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I I think I'm right there (laughs) with you where I think I have the aptitude and the ability to, but after reading, like and talking with pro players and all that shit, I'm, and reading and hearing what they go through hell no i mean do, do i think, do i think i could make the pro tour once yeah if i really tried and put my heart there. Sure. but do you think i would i ever want to be a professional magic player hell no dude right no yeah
1: the, <laughs> that dream definitely you know I, I even if even if i could wave the magic wand now and do that no i wouldn't um but you know the question was could i have I think at one point, yeah, I probably could have. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Because um, I don't... Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have liked that path. Um, and definitely now, now, even if I could wave the magic wand, do the reset button, I wouldn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I liked... I loved playing magic. I was weird. I, I loved playing magic. <sighs> I, and I liked winning at magic. However, I also liked the stories that magic creates. Yeah. Um so, you know, I and and I'm and I was a moody I was a moody magic player. Like if I was in the mindset to go play EDH, I am just down to have fun and lose my yeah. ass off or win my ass oh, yeah. off and, yeah, and just for have sure. a blast. But if I'm going for modern or I'm going even for like a game day or something like that, I tend to be pretty intense and I took it very seriously. So, yeah, I, I'm right there
0: with you. Um I'm similar. Like when I go to play EDH, I don't give two shits. The the only thing I ask for is I wanna see some shenanigans, all right?
1: <laughs> I wanna see
0: some crazy shit happen. But no, I don't I don't wanna play against your stupid lockdown deck that no one can do anything. You know. Exactly. I hate I really hate those kind of people where it's like, hey, I'm gonna go to this, you know, casual EDH group and just play my stupid lockdown deck that no one can play yeah. and I'll just win. It's like, here's the okay. hell of
1: obedience. I'm like, Nope, scoop. I'm done with you. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Now, however, modern though, like I'm like, I played eight rack. I'm like, I want to make, I want to piss people. Off. <laughs> yeah. And, and that kind of mindset, that's
0: different for me where if I'm going to play modern legacy or standard or anything, it's, I'm going to expect those kind of decks, you know? And you just have to are deal with more, them accordingly.
1: Competitively, are you more of a of a aggro player or control player?
0: Um, it depends on the format, really. Okay. Um, modern, definitely more control. I play Grixis Delver, but I play more of a control variation of it. Um, and my collected company is probably definitely more control than. I mean, it, it's built to be more tempo, but since it has, you know, Spell Quellers and Reflector Mages, I try to tend to play more controlly. Um, and then sure. Legacy, all I've got is Legacy Elves, so it's combo. Jeez, name dropper. All I got is Legacy Elves. No big mm. deal. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't even have dual Lands. I just have the as Cradles, so. Hey. <laughs> That's uh, they, they are cheap son. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, no, I I got a pretty good deal on it. I mean, yeah, they weren't cheap anyway. I got them for 150 a piece, but you yeah. know. That was before they shot up again, but um yeah, as far like I said, standard, I mean, I prefer mid-range to control. I mean, I'll play aggro if it's y- usually the only times I play aggro the most is when rotation happens and I'm sure. just like I need a quick cheap deck or something to play. Yeah. And, you know, that that's probably the most times I play aggro.
1: I'm the same way. I'm like maybe two, three weeks into the new format, and I'll play aggro just because, you know, it's a feel-out process. But once that, that thing simmers down, if there's a control deck, woo <laughs> Oh, yeah, playing give it, it. to but, me. Uh, even, even like, uh, and that's what I'm saying, like, even Return to Ravnica standard, that was like, I, I, I played the first, first tournament with like red Egg wins when it was like just awesome, and then yeah. I shifted to like uh, junk reanimator and then and then just settled in on um on uh, actually there was there's a pretty sweet bug list uh, bug aggro um with a lot of zombies um that was fun that was a little under the radar but man did I settle into esper control I love me some mm. uh, jace uh, emo jace like like uh, you know anime jace with the big spiky hair. You talking about architect of thought, right? No, uh, um, no, which, memory oh, adept. Oh, the oh, mi- that, mil- that's
0: right. That's right. That's right.
1: I forgot about that one. The mill all the cards all the time. All yeah. the cards all the time. I, I'll play turbo fog in, in modern. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, no, but modern, modern's probably one of my more favorite formats. Legacy 2, um, standard. It all depends on, um, you know. The sets and all that I haven't like I haven't really enjoyed standard since God right before battle for Zendikar came out so my last favorite standard set was cons to magic origins nice yeah because after battle came out that's when it started turning to shit
1: really bad <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should know this about you but who who's your favorite commander Kruphix God of Horizons okay, okay. I, I he that.
0: he has gone through many many iterations. He first started out as a hydra basically deck where it had nothing but hydras and um now he's pretty much turned into big bad eldrazi and nice. all that. I've got I've got I've got both Ulamog's, both Kozilek's and I got the the non-banned Emrakul in
1: there. Well, non-banned and standard, right? <laughs> well, no, it's she's rotated out of standard. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. So each emmercool has been banned at some point in time. She's that badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is, and um, she's on a moon. So you now, you, right you kept with Simic even after um,
0: they they banned Prophet. I know, dude. I was, and you know that card. It, okay, I know. I know it was a really good card, and people made decks to abuse it. The, I, I I just have to say, um, for my own, just to defend myself, I I, I did use her, but I didn't abuse her, alright? <laughs> then you were doing Shit. it wrong. <laughs> I, oh, I know I was doing it wrong, but I saw what everybody else was doing. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do that, because I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not going <laughs> to just, as soon as it comes down, I win the game. No. I'm going to play it fair. So, And that that's actually what I try to do with a lot of my EDH decks, except for my infinite combo one, um, <laughs> is actually try to play fair games. I don't, like for fix. I don't have the the stupid one win con where what what's that enchantment you get a hundred of those counters and you win the game um no um you, you know what enchantment, Felix, talk- right yeah it's i don't i don't have that win con because i i don't i don't want it and i don't even have um that one token win con in my token um Selesnya deck because it's like I don't I don't want to I don't I don't like playing that way. I, I prefer to play like my own way. Like if I'm going to win, I'm not going to do some stupid cheap way. I'm going to just kick your ass. Sure. You know. I'm not just going to sucker
1: punch you, I guess. The only good uh, um uh like ratching up card that I liked is um oh, now I'm drawing a blank on the name of. Course. It's the to one and one white and basically every turn or during your upkeep you get a counter on it. Um, and it's an enchantment. And every... Once you have... Uh, or, or okay. So during your upkeep, you get a an, an, uh, counter on this card if you haven't taken damage that turn. Okay. Um, and then once you get to four... Luminarch Ascension. Um, that's the name oh, of the card. okay. And once you get four counters on it, then you could just tap... Um, one and one white and get it put a 4 4 flyer angel into play. Yeah, I yeah. love that card so much, but yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like, those I hate the I win cards, the stupid um Felidar Sovereign and and all that. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just kind of stupid, and I, I don't think they should even be part of the game. No, and I can
0: agree to a point like, um, like my infinite combo deck. It's if someone lets me resolve a mind over matter then everyone has lost the game at that point. Mm -hmm. That that's a type of card where I, where every time I play it and it honestly gets resolved. And I look at the pot and I'm like, are you guys serious? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I win. (laughs) And they're like, how show me. I'm like, okay. So I have to do so. almost every single time I have to do the freaking thing, put it together. And I'm like, this is how
1: I win. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how you die. Yeah, um, I, and it's, I was always more of like I loved like invasive. I like feeling invasive when I play EDH. Like um, um the red black oh, man. just names are are killing me. Um, but he, oh, I'm he terrible was from names Theros. Too. One black, one red, two two zombie warrior maybe. Anyways, um, you got to basically um, sacrifice. You pay two and you sacrifice a, a permanent you have or, or a creature you have and deals two damage um, to, to target player. And so basically you build your entire deck of, of threaten effects. So you steal all your all your opponent's stuff, and then you have a bunch of sack outlets too. So you're either flinging your opponent's permanents at their face or you're like like sacking them for advantage. Do um, you got a I deck love list it. for this? Because <laughs> I um, want to build this now. <laughs> uh, t- uh tim t- timat timinat king timinat the fallen i don't know just, just look at theros uh, he's a he's a he's a legendary creature two two for two uh black red rakdos so much fun i'm gonna yeah. have to look that
0: up because that sounds like a lot of fun i like stealing i like
1: um <laughs> i've been i been... Bar- um what that, that was another one that was that... It was the Esper version where you tap her and you gain control of target creature. Then oh, you just have yeah, the rest yeah. Of... yeah, and then you're Esper and you have all the all the things to steal their stuff and I love that. I love taking other people. It's just like I, you know, I was always a dude that was just like I couldn't afford all the dual lands, I couldn't afford all the best things. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna take your stuff and you know, take your the... hard earned money.
0: It's um Timaret, the murder king. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I gotta build this deck. I think I have him as a card. Dude, I gotta it's so build good. this. Yeah. So um Um shit, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. But um yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. Oh that's right. That's um that's another deck that I've been wanting to make but I don't wanna copy everybody else. Um is a Zedru deck. Where I just give oh, bad yeah. stuff to people, but I mean, so many people have done that, and you know, like, hey, we're gonna give you bad stuff and all that. But and then there's also the group hug version where you give
1: everybody good stuff. It's yeah, like, I don't know. And it makes everyone uncomfortable because <laughs> yeah. you're like, here, take this thing that's gonna gain you life every
0: turn. And they're like, why? <laughs> oh, dude, I have a group hug deck. I'm gonna be taking it apart, but it's um, it's the um tyrannos and kalenia whatever the 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 gay couple from theros oh. and it's basically i have no win cons the only thing i do is i build a pillow fort for myself and i give everybody else like draw effects and play extra land effects and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like go have fun children go have fun storming the castle <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> right, like why what are you gonna do you're like
0: no no seriously just fun. yeah that that's literally the whole deck and it's it's really shitty uh, the <laughs> so people um, keep you
1: around because you're helping everyone yeah and then they just go kill me you get and get to like, play but, edh yeah it, it's nah, so man. much better th- that way c- than like you know running like a um a Necrosar deck or something, right? You drop Necrosar, and everyone's just like, fuck this guy, you know, kill him. Oh,
0: so, yeah, I've got one. Well, I've got one of those on MTGO, and I always wonder why people want to kill me so quickly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I, I'm just going to play a bunch of wheel effects. Come on, guys. So
1: miserable. <laughs> and, so,
0: then, and then I always wonder why people want to kill me after I drop Locust God, too, and I play my Locust God deck. Right. Oh, dude, so what gets me frustrated, Magic Online every single time. I go to play Krufix and my Krufix deck on magic online is nowhere near as good as my real deck. It's, it's a really shitty budget. I probably spent like five tickets on it. Um, and everybody always fucking comes after me when I play Crew Like no matter what, <laughs> even if I'm just sitting there just gaining land and playing a bunch of mana, and like don't don't worry about my seventy mana that I have saved up. Don't just ignore <laughs> it. <laughs> don't attack me, and then I drop Hydra Broodmaster, my favorite card of all time. Nice in that deck. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Well, I think we're gonna have to end it here because it's getting a little late for me and. We've been talking for almost ninety minutes here.
1: <laughs> Jesus,
0: yeah, man. Well, I just want to thank you for
1: coming on. Where can people find you? Oh man, well, first off, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I am on the Magic with Zuby show. That is not lost on me. I want to thank you for having me on as a guest. <laughs> you know, like I said, usually I am, I am the host, um, being super, you know, geeky and 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 nerded out that I am talking to these amazing folks and and you even. Yeah. Wanting to talk to me on your show I, you know, thank you, thank you. Um, So everyone that's watching Your show, keep watching The show and, and support However you can because This guy is amazing, he's the real deal um, Just awesome dude um, But um, After you're done doing that, if you do Want to come check me out, you could find Me on the They Said We Said YouTube channel um, It's about Half Magic half um movie reviews um i have the you know like we said earlier the two shows that that i'm really running right now is um bgt live where we either are talking the walking dead or other movie reviews or or other you know forms of media tv shows um the next one on march 1st we're talking um we're breaking down uh director's cut spotlight on ryan coogler um because i think he is um an amazing director he's a very prolific director with a lot of great things to say so we're going to be covering him and then also um the hive mind where i have amazing folks like zuby on um talking about you know magic gathering and their origin story with the community find me on twitter at Orzob dunn and um facebook and instagram uh,
0: as jonathan dunning sweet man well thanks again for coming on and everybody have a great night all right